Hare Krishna, <clears throat> my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in the live studios of Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just close to the English Channel. Uh, we're here for you um, to hear the Srimad Bhagavatam consistently every day with devotees who have taste is I just read today in the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, the most important uh, aspect of sadhana bhakti so we're so happy to be here we're so happy that you're here Srimad Bhagavatam Himastotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami, who listened to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for two months straight as he explained every detail of the philosophy of Krishna consciousness from A to Z. Abhay and I were reading today, well, he was reading to me today out of this 20th chapter of the Majalila, Sanatan Goswami's teachings to Sanatan Goswami. And we were reading all about the different expansions of Krishna and how they can be recognized by the different positions of the articles that are in their hands, their forehands. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Knowledge about Krishna is unlimited. And the more we hear, the more we become attached. And the more we become attached to Krishna, the more we become detached to material sense gratification. So let us take this journey, see where it takes us. It goes like this. Sarva Shastabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Paribhartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando mat sangin mat guru man mahadana man nistadaka mat bhagya mat anandana mostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, 
I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayen atini chochata kada hanamun chagadachin mam prem narit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the ninth chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and the Supreme Personality of Godhead is just about to deliver the four seed verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam to uh, Lord Brahma. After Lord Brahma satisfied him with his in, 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 intense austerity in devotional love. That's the way to get there. Intense austerity with love. Answers by the citing the Lord's version, starting with text 33. Aham evasame nanyad yat sadasat padam paschad aham yade tachcha yo vishishyeti sosmeham Brahma, it is I, the personality of Godhead, who was, it, who was existing before the creation, when there was nothing but myself. Nor was there the material nature, the cause of this creation. That which you, now, which you see now is also I, the personality of Godhead. And after annihilation, what remains will also be I, the Personality of Godhead. Purport. We should note very carefully that the Supreme Personality of, the personality of Godhead is addressing Lord Brahma and specifying with great emphasis Himself, pointing out that it is He, the Personality of Godhead, who existed before the creation, it is He only who maintains the creation, and it is He only who remains after the annihilation of the creation. Brahma is also a creation of the Supreme Lord. The impersonalist puts forth the theory of oneness in the sense that Brahma, also being the same principle of I, because He is an emanation from the I, the Absolute Truth, is identical with the Lord, the principle of I, and that there is nothing, and that there is thus nothing more than the principle of I, as explained in this verse. Even if we accept the argument of the impersonalist, it is to be admitted that the Lord is the creator I, and that Brahma is the created I. Therefore, there is a difference between the two eyes, namely the predominator I 
and the predominated I. Therefore, there are still two eyes, even if we accept the argument of the impersonalist. But we must note carefully that in the Vedic literature, these two eyes are accepted as, as one only in the sense of quality. The Katu Upanishad says, Nityo Nityanam, Chaitanas, Chaitanam, Eko Bahunam, Yo, Vididati Kaman. The Creator Eye and the Created Eye are accepted in the Vedas as qualitatively one because both of them are Nityas and Chaitanas. But the singular eye is the creator eye, and the created eyes are of plural number, because there are many eyes, like Brahma, and those generated by Brahma. It is the simple truth. The father creates or begets a son, and the son also creates many other sons, and all of them may be one, as human beings, but at the same time, the father, the son, and the grandsons are all different. The son cannot take the place of the father, nor can the grandsons. Simultaneously, the father, the son, and the grandson are one and different also. As human beings, they are one, but as relativities, they are different. Therefore, the relativities of the creator and the created, or the predominator and the predominated, predominated, have been differentiated in the Vedas by saying that the predominator I is the feeder of the predominated eyes. And thus, there is a vast difference between the two principles of I. In another feature of this verse, no one can deny the personalities of both the Lord and Brahma. Therefore, in the ultimate issue, both the predominator and the predominated are persons. This conclusion refutes the conclusion of the impersonalist that in the ultimate issue, everything is impersonal. This impersonal feature, stressed by the less intelligent impersonalist school, is refuted by pointing out that the predominator I is the absolute truth and, he, and that he is a person. The, the predominated I, Brahma, is also a person, but he is not the absolute. For realization of oneself in spiritual psychology, it may be convenient to assume oneself to be the same principle as the absolute truth. But there is always the difference of the predominated and the predominator, as clearly pointed out here in this verse, which is grossly misused by the impersonalists. Brahma is factually seeing face to face his predominator Lord, who exists in his transcendental eternal form, even after the annihilation of the material creation. The form of the Lord as seen by Brahma existed before the creation of Brahma and the material manifestation with all the ingredients and agents of material creation 
is an expansion of the Lord's energies. And after the exhibition of the Lord's energies comes to a close, what remains is the same supreme, the same personality of Godhead. Therefore, the form of the Lord exists in all circumstances of creation, maintenance, and annihilation. The Vedic hymns confirm this fact in the statements Vasudevo va idam agra asin na brahma nacha shankara eko vai narayana asin na brahma neshana etc. Before the, before the creation, there was none other except Vasudev. There was neither Brahma nor Shankar. Only Narayana was there and no one else. Neither Brahma nor Ishana. Sripad Shankaracharya also confirms in his comments on the Bhagavad Gita that Narayana, or the personality of Godhead, is transcendental to all creation, but that the whole creation is the product of avyakta. There, therefore, the difference between the created and the creator is always there, although both the creator and the created are of the same quality. Another feature of this verse is the statement that the Supreme Truth is Bhagavan, or the Personality of Godhead. The Personality of Godhead and His Kingdom have already been explained. The Kingdom of Godhead is not void, as conceived by the impersonalists. The Vaikuntha planets are full of transcendental variegatedness, including the four-handed residents of those planets with great opulence of wealth and prosperity. And there are even airplanes and other amenities required for high-grade personalities. Therefore, the personality of Godhead exists before the creation and He exists with all transcendental variegatedness in the Vaikuntha Lokas. The Vaikuntha Lokas are accepted in the Bhagavad Gita as being of the Sanatana nature, are not annihilated even after the annihilation of the manifested cosmos. Those transcendental planets are of a different nature altogether and that nature is not subjected to the rules and regulations of material creation, maintenance or annihilation. The existence of the Personality of Godhead implies the existence of the Vaikuntha Lokas as the existence of a king implies the existence of a kingdom. In various places, in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and in other revealed scriptures, the existence of the Personality of Godhead is mentioned. For example, in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam 2.8.10, Maharaj Parikshit asks, Nachapi yatrapudusho vishvastit yudvavapyayaya Muktvatma Mayesha Shetesarva Guhashayaha. How does the personality of Godhead, the cause of, of creation, 
maintenance, and annihilation, who was always freed from the influence of the illusory energy and is the controller of the same, lie in everyone's heart. Similar also is the question of Viduras. Tatvanam Bhagavan Tesham Katida Pratisankramaha Tatremang Ka Upasiran Ka Uswid Anusherate Bhagavatam 3737. In his notes, Sridhar Swami explains that the latter part of this verse, during the period when the creation has been annihilated, who serves the Lord as he lies on Shesha, indicates that the transcendental Lord, with all his names, fame, qualities, and paraphernalia, exists eternally. The same confirmation is also in the Kashi Kanda of the Skanda Purana in connection with Dhruva Charita. It is said there, Na Chaivante Pijad Bhakta Mahatyang Pralayapadi Ato Chuto Kileloke Sa Eka Sarvago Vyaha. Not to speak of the personality of God Himself, even His devotees are not annihilated during the period of annihilation of the entire material world. The Lord is ever-existent in all three stages of material change. The impersonalist adduces no activity to the Supreme, but in this discussion between Brahma and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord is said to have activities also, as He has His form and qualities. The activities of Brahma and other demigods during the maintenance of the creation are to be understood as the activities of the Lord. The king or the ex head executive of a state may not be seen in the government offices, for he may be engaged in royal comforts. Yet it should be understood that everything is being done under his direction and everything is at his command. The personality of Godhead is never formless. In the material world, he may not be visible in his personal form to the less intelligent class of men, and therefore he may sometimes be called formless, but actually he is always in his eternal form in his Vaikuntha planets, as well as in other planets of the universes as different incarnations. The example of the sun is very appropriate in this connection. At night, the sun may not be visible to the eyes of men in the darkness, but the sun is visible whenever it is risen. That the sun is not visible to the eyes of the inhabitants of a particular part of the earth does not mean that the sun has no form. In the Brihan Arandakya Upanishad, the Brihad Arandakya Upanishad, one four one, there is the hymn, At Mai Vedam Agra Asi Purusha Vidaha. This mantra indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, existed even before the appearance 
of the Purusha incarnation. In the Bhagavad Gita 1518, it is said that the Lord Krishna is the Purushottama, the Supreme Purusha, because he is transcendental even to the Akshara Purusha and the Chara Purusha. The Akshara Purusha, or the Mahavishnu, throws his glance over Prakriti, or material nature, but the Purushottama existed even before that. The Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad therefore confirms the statement of the Bhagavad Gita that Lord Krishna is the Supreme Person, Purushottama. In some of the Vedas, it is also said that in the beginning only the impersonal Brahman existed. However, according to the present verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, the impersonal Brahman, which is the glowing effulgence of the body of the Supreme Lord, may be called the immediate cause, but the cause of all causes, or the remote cause, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord's impersonal feature is existent in the material world because, of, because by material senses or material eyes the Lord cannot be seen or perceived. One has to spiritualize the senses before one can expect to see or perceive the Supreme Lord. But He is always engaged in His personal capacity and He is eternally visible to the inhabitants of Vaikuntha Loka, eye to eye. Therefore, He is materially impersonal, just as the executive head of the state may be impersonal in the government offices, although he is not impersonal in the government house. Similarly, the Lord is not impersonal in his abode, which is always nirasta kuhakam, as stated in the very beginning of the Bhagavatam. Therefore, both the impersonal and personal features of the Lord are acceptable as mentioned in the revealed scriptures. This dual quality of the personality of Godhead is very emphatically stated in the Bhagavad Gita in the verse beginning Brahmano hi pratishtaham 1427 Therefore, in all ways the confidential part of spiritual knowledge is realization of the personality of Godhead and not his impersonal Brahman feature. One should therefore have his ultimate aim of realization not in the impersonal feature, but in the personal feature of the Absolute Truth. The example of the sky within the pot and the sky outside the pot may be helpful to the student for his realization of the all-pervading quality of the cosmic consciousness of the Absolute Truth. But that does not mean that the individual part and parcel of the Lord becomes the Supreme by a false claim. It means only that the conditioned soul is a victim of the illusory energy in her last snare. To claim to be one with the cosmic consciousness of the Lord is the last trap set by the illusory energy 
or Daivi Maya. Even in the impersonal existence of the Lord, as it is in the material creation, one should aspire for personal realization of the Lord. And that is the meaning of Paschat Aham Yad Etach Chayo Vishisheta Sosmyaham. Brahmaji also accepted the same truth when he was instructing Narada. He said, So yam te bihitas tata bhagavan vishwa bhavanaha. Bhagavatam 2.750 There is no cause of all causes other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari. Therefore the verse under discussion, beginning aham eva, never indicates anything other than the Supreme Lord. And one should therefore follow the path of the Brahmasampradaya or the path from Brahmaji to Narada to Vyasadeva and so on and make it a point in life to realize the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari or Lord Krishna. This very confidential instruction to the pure devotees of the Lord was given also was also given to Arjuna as well as to Brahma in the beginning of the creation. The demigods like Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara, Indra, Chandra and Varuna are undoubtedly different forms of the Lord for execution of different functions and the different elemental ingredients of material creation as well as the multifarious energies are emanations of the same personality of Godhead. But the root of all of them is the supreme personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. One should be attached to the root of everything rather than bewildered by the branches and leaves. That is the instruction given in this verse. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Prabhupada is so thorough, isn't it? He just keeps hammering the point home until it's so clear you can't have another idea. Text 34, which is the second verse of the four seed verses of the Bhagavatam. Ritir tang yat pritiyeta na pritiyeta chatmani tad vidyad atmano mayam yata baso yata tamaha O Brahma, whatever appears to be of any value, if it is without relation to me, has no reality. Know it as my illusory energy, that reflection which appears to be in darkness. Purport In the previous verse, it has already been concluded that, yet in, that in any stage of the cosmic manifestation, its appearance, its sustenance, its growth, its interactions of different energies, its deterioration and its disappearance all has its basic relation 
with the existence of the Personality of Godhead. And as such, whenever there is forgetfulness of this prime relation with the Lord, and whenever things are accepted as real without being related to the Lord, that conception is called a product of the illusory energy of the Lord. Because nothing can exist without the Lord, it should be known that the illusory energy is also an energy of the Lord. The right conclusion of dovetailing everything in relationship with the Lord is called Yoga Maya, or the energy of union. And the wrong conception of detaching a thing from its relationship with the Lord is called the Lord's Daivi Maya, or Maha Maya. Both Mayas also have connections with the Lord, because nothing can exist without being related to Him. As such, the wrong conception of detaching relationships from the Lord is not false, but illusory. Misconceiving one thing for another, misconceiving one thing for another thing, is called illusion. For example, accepting a rope as a snake is illusion. But the rope is not false. The rope, as it exists in front of the illusioned person, is not at all false. But accepting it as a snake is illusory. Therefore, this material manifestation is not false. But the wrong conception of accepting the material manifestation as being divorced from the energy of the Lord is illusion. And this illusory conception is called the reflection of the reality in the darkness of ignorance. Anything that appears not to be produced out of my energy is called maya. The conception that the living entity is formless or that the Supreme Lord is formless is also illusion. In the Bhagavad Gita 2.12 it was said by the Lord in the midst of the battlefield that the warriors standing in front of Arjuna Arjuna himself and even the Lord had all existed before they were existing on the battlefield of Kurukshetra and they would all continue to be individual personalities in the future also even after the annihilation of the present body and even after being liberated from the bondage of material existence. In all, in all circumstances, the Lord and the living entities are individual personalities and the personal features of both the Lord and the living beings are never abolished. Only the influence of the illusory energy, the reflection of light in the darkness can, by the mercy of the Lord, be removed. In the material world, the light of the sun is also not independent, nor is that of the moon. The real source of light is the Brahmajyoti, which diffuses light from the transcendental body of the Lord, and the same light is reflected in varieties of light 
the light of the sun, the light of the moon, the light of fire, or the light of electricity. So the identity of the self as being unconnected with the Supreme Self, the Lord, is also illusion. And the false claim, I am the Supreme, is the last illusory snare of the same Maya, or the external energy of the Lord. The Vedanta Sutra, in the very beginning, affirms that everything is born from the Supreme, and thus, as explained in the previous verse, all individual living entities are born from the energy of the Supreme Living Being, the Personality of Godhead, the Personality of Godhead. Brahma himself was born from the energy of the Lord, and all other living entities are born from the energy of the Lord through the agency of Brahma. None of them has any existence without being dovetailed with the Supreme Lord. The independence of the individual living entity is not real independence, but is just a reflection of the real independence existing in the Supreme Being, the Lord. The false claim of supreme independence by the conditioned souls is illusion, and this conclusion is stated in this verse. Persons with a poor fund of knowledge become illusioned, and therefore the so-called scientists, physiologists, empiric philosophers, and so on, become dazzled by the glaring reflection of the sun, moon, electricity, and so on, and deny the existence of the Supreme Lord, putting forward theories and different speculations about the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of everything material. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the medical practitioner may deny the existence of the soul in the physiological bodily construction of an individual person, but he cannot give life to, to a dead body. Even though all the mechanisms of the body exist, even after death. The psychologist <clears throat> makes a serious study of the physiological conditions of the brain, as if the construction of the cerebral lump were the machine of the functioning mind. But in the dead body, the psychologist cannot bring the back the function of the mind. These scientific studies of the cosmic manifestation or the bodily construction independent of the Supreme Lord are different reflective and intellectual gymnastics only. Reflective, intellectual gymnastics only. Brilliant, Prabhupada, brilliant. But at the end, they are all illusion and nothing more. All such advancement of science and knowledge in the present context of material civilization is but an action of the covering influence of the illusory energy. The illusory energy has two phases of existence, namely the covering influence 
and the throwing influence. By the throwing influence, the illusory energy throws the living entities into the darkness of ignorance. And by the covering influence, she covers the eyes of men possessing a poor fend of knowledge about the existence of the Supreme Person, who enlightened the Supreme Individual Living Being, Brahma. The identity of Brahma with the Supreme Lord is never claimed herein. Therefore, such a foolish claim by the man with a poor fund of knowledge is another display of the illusory energy of the Lord. The Lord says in the Bhagavad Gita 16, 18 and through 20 that demoniac persons who deny the existence of the Lord are thrown more and more into the darkness of ignorance and thus such demoniac persons transmigrate life after life without any knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The sane man, however, is enlightened in the disciplic succession from Brahmaji, who was personally instructed by the Lord at the beginning of creation, or in the disciplic succession from Arjuna, who was personally instructed by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita. The sane man thus accepts the statement, this statement of the Lord, Ahang sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvam pavartate itimatva bhajante mam buddha bhava samanbitaha Gita 10.8 The Lord is the original source <coughs> of all emanations and everything that is created, maintained and annihilated exists by the energy of the Lord. The sane man who knows this is actually learned and therefore he becomes a pure devotee of the Lord engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Although the reflective energy of the Lord displays various illusions to the eyes of persons with a poor fund of knowledge, the sane person knows clearly that the Lord can act even from far, far beyond our vision by His different energies, just as fire can diffuse heat and light from a distant place. In the medical science of the ancient sages known as the Ayurveda, there is definite acceptance of the Lord's supremacy in the following words. Jagat yonir anichchasya chit anandaika rupinaha pungso stipakritir nitya pratiche yaiva praticha yeva basvataha achetanapi chaitanya Yogina Paramatmanaha Akarod Vishram Akilam Anityam Natakakritim There is one Supreme Person who is the progenitor of this cosmic manifestation and whose energy acts as Prakriti or the material nature dazzling like a reflection. By such illusory action of Prakriti even dead matter is caused to move by the cooperation of the living entity, but by the living energy of the Lord. And the material world appears like a dramatic performance to
to the ignorant eyes. The ignorant person, therefore, may even be a scientist or a physiologist in the drama of prakriti, while the sane person knows prakriti as the illusory energy of the Lord. By such a conclusion, as confirmed by the Bhagavad Gita, it is clear that the living entities are also a display of the Lord's superior energy, para prakriti. Just as the material world is a display of the Lord's inferior energy, apara prakriti. The superior energy of the Lord cannot be as good as the Lord, although there is very little difference between the energy and the possessor of the energy, or the heat and the fire. Fire is possessed of heat, but heat is not fire. This simple thing is not understood by the man with a poor fund of knowledge who falsely claims that the fire and heat are the same. This energy of the fire, namely heat, is explained here as a reflection and not directly fire. Therefore the living entity, therefore the living energy represented by the living entities is the reflection of the Lord and never the Lord Himself. Being the reflection of the Lord, the existence of the living entity is dependent on the Supreme Lord, who is the original light. This material energy may be compared to darkness, as actually it is darkness. And the activities of the living entities in the darkness are reflections of the original light. The Lord should be understood by the context of this verse. Non-dependence of both the energies of the Lord is explained as maya, or illusion. No one can make a solution of the darkness of ignorance simply by the reflection of light. Similarly, no one can come out of material existence simply by the reflected light of the common man. One has to receive the light from the original light itself. The reflection of sunlight in the darkness is unable to drive out the darkness, but the sunlight outside the reflection can drive out the darkness completely. In darkness, no one can see the things in a room. Therefore, a person in the dark is afraid of snakes and scorpions, although there may not be such things. But in the light, the things in the room can be clearly seen, and the fear of snakes and scorpions is at once removed. Therefore, one has to take shelter of the light of the Lord, as in the Bhagavad Gita or the Srimad Bhagavatam, and not the reflective personalities who have no touch with the Lord. No one should hear the Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam from a person who does not believe in the existence of the Lord. Such a person is already doomed, and any association with such a doomed person makes the associator also doomed. According to the Padma Purana, within the material compass, there are innumerable material universes, and all of them are full of darkness. 
any living being, beginning from the Brahmas, there are innumerable Brahmas in innumerable universes, to the insignificant ant. All are born in darkness and they require factual light from the Lord to see Him directly. Just as the sun can be seen only by the direct light of the sun. No lamp or man-made torch light, however powerful it may be, can help one see the sun. The sun reveals itself. Therefore, the action of different energies of the Lord or the personality of God in Himself can be realized by the light manifested by the causeless mercy of the Lord. The impersonalists say that God cannot be seen. God can be seen by the light of God and not by man-made speculations. Here this light is specifically mentioned as vidyat, which is an order by the Lord to Brahma. This direct order of the Lord is a manifestation of His internal energy. And this particular energy is the means of seeing the Lord face to face. Not only Brahma, but anyone who may be graced by the Lord to see such merciful, direct internal energy can also realize the Personality of Godhead without any mental speculation. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi So there you have it, the first two verses of the seed verses of the Bhagavatam and, and their purports. And it is now 806, 807. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Okay, we'll stop our reading here and come back to it at text 35 tomorrow. Deep, deep, deep. We'll see if anyone has got reflections. Hare Krishna. First this evening is something from Brajvalaba. Brajvalaba. Well, welcome back. Welcome home. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Braj, we miss you. Hearing every day, practice makes perfect. Mm. Essential truth spoken concisely is true eloquence. That was a very excellent, eloquent statement. There's one more also. From Brudge? Yes. Okay. He says, the one thing I love about impersonalism is how ridiculous it is. <laughs> How could the spiritual world be void? Nonsense and foolishness. <laughs> Raj, you've essentialized those two purports <laughs> very nicely. Hare Krishna. Thank you. And from Gopakanya Devidasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. And from Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. 
Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho. Rati Manjari says Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Rati. And from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Tonight Lord Vishnu said to Lord Brahma that before the creation there was nothing existing but himself. We know that Krishna exists eternally in the spiritual world with all of his devotees. I wondered, are all his eternal companions included when Vishnu says nothing but himself existed before creation? Now this is a poetic explanation and it has to do with the Lord and the creation. It's not talking about the original Supreme Personality of God in, in the spiritual world. Mahavishnu is an expansion and an expansion and an expansion of Krishna and he eternally rests there in the causal ocean. And he eternally creates and then annihilates, creates and then annihilates. So it's making the point that before the creation of the universe, he was there. And that it came from him. So he's also there while it is manifested. And then it goes back into the Lord and all we see is his form without the cosmic manifestation. That's what it's saying. It's simply making the point that the Lord is a person and exists before the creation. Hare Krishna. From Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much for reading tonight. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Just on the last point made by Sri the Prabhupada in his purport to verse 34, I read a few days ago in Bhagavad Gita chapter 11, verse 51 purport. Quote, a pure devotee is not confused by misguiding commentaries on Bhagavad Gita because he knows what is what. The original verses of the Bhagavad Gita are as clear as the sun. They do not require lamplight from foolish commentators. Unquote. Prabhupada did it again. He did it again. And he does it every time. And because in the material world, especially in this modern age, Kali Yuga our minds are so restless and they're always trying to figure out something new Prabhupada used to he used to chide us Americans that we always want to change things you know and uh, he was very insistent that we don't change his, his message you know so yes yes Prabhupada is fixed in the truth And, and the devotee who is in nishta or steadiness uh, also cannot be moved from the truth. So we need to hear and continue to hear until it's clear and we have to inquire and keep inquiring until it's clear and then we have to repeat it 
to others and then it stays alive in our consciousness and then we'll never have to lose the absolute truth again Haribo Bhaktarupa says thanks Maharaj thank you Bhaktarupa thank you Yeah, this, these purports should be studied meticulously, you know, and gone over again and again because they will fix uh, your heart in the personal conception and uh, explain everything, what's going on here. Hare Krishna. This is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Haribo. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I joined a little late tonight coming from the Temple Sunday Feast Program and the meeting for the upcoming King's Day Mahaharinam this Wednesday in which the whole of Holland celebrates the birthday of the King in all kinds of ways. His Holiness Kadambakanana Swami will be coming and we will have an ecstatic street Harinam party. Very nice. One phrase I really liked tonight was, one needs to be attached to the root and not bewildered by the branches and leaves. Yes. Logical and powerful. Yes. Clear, simple, logical and powerful. Truth. Subhra Rajagopal. Yes, Subhra Rajagopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for the daily reading service. It is very elaborate and detailed references for the purports of seed verses. In the purport 2934, according to the Padma Purana, Within the material compass there are innumerable material universes and all of them are full of darkness. Any living being beginning from the Brahmas, there are innumerable Brahmas in innumerable universes, to the insignificant ant are all born in darkness and they require factual light from the Lord to see him directly, just as the sun can be seen only by the direct light of the sun. We need the blessings of Acharyas and senior Vaishnavas like you to get the light of Godhead. Thank you again for your association and reading service. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. That was a wonderful quote, excerpt from those pur- that fabulous purport. Uh, yes, the, the nature of the material world is darkness. And when the Lord came in to the material world, when he expanded himself uh, from Ma Vishnu and into Garbhadokachai Vishnu, into each and every universe, the universe was dark. And he had to light it with his own effulgence. And then he created the sun. So the sun is coming from the effulgence of the Lord, and therefore all luminous objects are coming from uh, the Lord and consciousness uh, is what 
activates uh, everything and that consciousness is coming from the original consciousness of the Lord. So in every way, uh, the darkness of the material world is dispelled by the Lord and by the consciousness of a living beings expanded from the Lord. Therefore, we are completely dependent on the Lord in all circumstances. So the idea that we're independent is the idea that is being brought forward in this verse. Uh, the sun, the sun if, if the sun is up and, and, and is reflecting off a window or something into a dark room, it cannot illuminate the room completely or nicely. Only the sun's rays directly can illuminate the, the, the room. So therefore we should stop fiddling with the reflection or the uh, mirage and we should interact with the source. And by that interaction we will become satisfied on all levels, physically, mentally, intellectually, spiritually, on all levels will become satisfied. And then our restlessness will stop. Hare Krishna. The, the material philosophers and scientists, they say that there is no absolute truth and the truth is the effort to find the truth is what's real. They're not really, there's nothing absolute to find. But the effort to find it is what is truth. Yet, in every one of their experiments, they are always trying to minimize the uh, the error factor from the senses down to as close to zero as possible by controlling the experiment. So how can we say that the creation of the world is just like an experiment? If we do, then you have to admit the identity of an experimenter. Because even in the laboratory, all the chemicals and um, material elements that they're mixing and titrating, whatever they're doing, uh, they are not conscious. They can't move themselves. They can't move by themselves to combine. Therefore, there must be a, a, a supreme consciousness behind the movements of the material energy. Therefore, the difference between the dead body and a live body is the existence of consciousness. It's so simple. It's such a simple, basic root truth. But can't be seen because of the power of the illusory energy. Empowered by the Lord to fulfill the desires of the conditioned souls to live in a place where they can be free or think they can be free from the authority of God. Hare Krishna.
more from Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. On the same point, here Prabhupada said, I really like the point where he said, therefore the, quote, therefore the action of different energies of the Lord or the personality of Godhead himself can be realized by the light manifested by the causeless mercy of the womb. Yes. Very beautifully said. Yes. I keep trying to figure out how this works and I feel so disconnected from Krishna by doing so. By doing so. I wish I could keep it more simple. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. We went over this point before. That the nature and the, of the conditioned soul, especially in the developed world, so-called developed world, is to change everything. to explain it, you know, in a different, new way. Therefore, they never can come to the truth in that way. Never. Hare Krishna. More from Subhara Rajagopal. Yes, Subhara Rajagopal. I am remembering this. Om Ajnanatimiran dasya jnana shalakaya chakshurun militan yena tasmaya shri guruve namaha. I was born in the dark, in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. Thank you for showing us the light by reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes, I'm just a peon, just delivering the mail. That's all. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Haribo. Well, pretty intense. These purports are very, very intense. Um, your reflections are beautiful and show that you're hearing, not just, uh, but you're listening carefully. And this is very rare, uh, I found. Um, I think Abaya is saying there's something more. From Bhakta Oliver. Bhakta Oliver. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much for reading tonight. I couldn't hear so well tonight. However, one thing I, I heard was that illusion is the misconception of seeing things as disconnected from the Lord. However, even that illusory energy is the Lord's energy, and therefore the living entity is dependent in all circumstances. That's right. Also appreciated how Prabhupada has so many scriptural references to establish the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the ultimate truth. Yes. Yes. Because it's the only way to receive knowledge out um, that is beyond our perception. If something is beyond our perception, you can't see it through your material senses. You can only know it exists and only understand it by hearing from a person who is realized. Therefore, Prabhupada told us that this Srimad Bhagavatam is realized knowledge. You know, when Garbhadagashai Vishnu is explaining to Lord Brahma what the nature of the material world is and the living entities, that's reality. 
it's beyond the perception of the material senses in the material world. Therefore, you can only understand it and, and know it and understand it through this process of hearing from the Absolute Truth. And therefore, Srila Prabhupada is so expert to be able to put it, look at it in different features, in different ways, to make it gradually clearer and clearer so we can actually see these fundamental uh, truths for ourselves. Pratyakshavagamam dharmyam The perfection of religion is this king of knowledge which can give us direct perception of the self by realization. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo Thank you very much. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. And we'll finish the four seed verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam by the grace of Garvadakshai Vishnu and Lord Brahma and Srila Prabhupada. See you tomorrow. Haribo.